Hi, beauty. I'm so grateful you were led to this podcast. I'm your host, Miranda. Hi. I'm a wife, coach, and mom to four world changers. And this is the Recalibrating Hearts podcast. It's my heart that in this space, you would encounter the love of the Father and receive downloads, revelations, and solutions for partnering with God in your breakthrough. You'll also hear how we're building our family, powerful prayers and declarations for you, and ways to incorporate natural solutions for whole health. I think it's time to normalize spiritual breakthrough and walk in freedom with whole hearts. Holy Spirit, you get full permission to recalibrate our hearts. Let's go. Hello, we are back again with part two of my interview with my personal coach, Diane Poor. And now I mentioned before, but just in case you're jumping on right now, Diane Poor began her ministry in around 2003. She raised up and she started facilitating actually 12-step programs and groups, but then began to really see the need out there. And the Lord led her led her to write curriculum and whatnot for the churches. She began training other people to be biblical counselors, and it led her way fast forward, you guys, other things she does, but is uh, like a top coach for Bride Ministries with Daniel Duval. Now she gets into the trenches with her people. That is one thing I love about her. But I really realized, especially if you listen to part one, you're getting healing by just listening to her and freedom by just the grace that's released in her. Um, I am just so blessed to bring you part two. Now we go really, really deep. I always say that. I'm always saying we go deep, but we do. And I want to use this platform to do that. But we go really deep into just resting in the Father. We go deep. Uh, well, we touch on trading. You're just going to hear things that I believe will set you free, especially if you're in the, like you were led here for such a time as this. So you're in the right place, the right time and listening to the right things. And I just honor you and all my listeners from all over the world. I honor you. And I just want to say thank you so much for just giving me the honor to speak into your life and taking the time to listen to this really raw, vulnerable, authentic um, interview. All these were great and awesome, but this is my personal coach and I really wanted to share her with her. Now her schedule is super full. I always promote her to anybody, even my mom. I mean, I've been telling people about Diane for a couple years now, but if you are looking for a coach and you're ready to take it to the next step, I am a spiritual breakthrough coach. I am so here for for women to help them go to another level in Christ and really understand their kingdom identity. Um, but briefly, my website is MirandaWendler.com. And if you scroll halfway down, you're going to click on the apply button um, and read more about our stuff here. So I'm praying for the five women that are going to join me this fall just to walk through the three-month process. Um, I do one-on-one appointments, but I really go for the consistent and deep breakthrough. So either way, here is part two. Be so blessed as you listen. That I love to do is to bring you know that calling out that design as a prophet that's that's what a prophet's job is to it is to call out the design in others and to bring them into alignment with god and relationships and that kind of stuff um and so when you whether you i see it or i hear have a word of knowledge whatever it is that the lord is showing me about somebody Um, what I want to do is be able to not only call out the person's design and explain to them, do you see the pattern of your trauma? Mm. Because 
the pattern is always going to be based on your design. Interesting. So when you know somebody's design, and 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 I've been doing coaching for you know 20 years now. So yes. Um for me, within the first few minutes of talking to somebody, it's like I just based, you know, and they start telling me their history. I've been through this and this and this and this, you know. Um, and that's why I like to go a little bit back into the history because it gives me a picture of the, the repetitions or the patterns and cycles in somebody's life. Yes. And based on that, because I know for a fact, based on deliverance and just the longevity of me and working in this industry, it's like, I know that the enemy goes after our design. He's not going to hit you anywhere else if it doesn't hurt. Hmm. he's always going to hit you where it's going to hurt the most. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's always going to be at your design. He's going to mm -hmm. dishonor you. He's going to discredit you. He's it's the kill, steal and the destroy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so when we look back at our, our past and we can see the patterns, you know, when, when I'm working with a client and they're telling me all of this stuff and I can go, yep, 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 yep. And I see death mm -hmm. of, relationships, you know, the, Oh, I lost my job. Oh, I lost my dad when I was three years old and he was just a single mom. And then I, my, you know, I had a girlfriend when I was 15 and she died in a really bad boating, you know, whatever, you know, just, mm -hmm. and I go, wow, you, okay. So you see a pattern of death here. Well, that's a spirit of death, you know? And so when you start looking at that pattern and then how it morphs because death isn't just about physical death. It's about death of relationships, finances, your spiritual gifts yeah. and calling anything. Cause the enemy, ultimately, if he's attacking your design then he's creating paralysis in your life so that you will never enter into your purpose and calling. Ooh. Right. Yes. That is the number one reason. What is his number one tool? Fear. Yeah. Fear. It keeps you small. It keeps you bound. And it's that invisible net or something that we kind of, oh, we're just walking along a bunk, you know, we bunk into yep. that and we're like, oh, why am I so anxious? You know, and we're, you know, it freaks us out. That was the number one thing in my life. Um, and I had to uh, deal with that, but fear is a really big deal. So big deal. help knowing you the pattern and then working with a coach so that you can find out what your design, it, what is, you know, what's your identity yes. You know, what are the thrones you sit in? What's your spiritual gifts? What, you know, all of that kind of stuff to help build up your identity yes. while you're yeah. working. Why? Because for my whole approach is about, yeah, I want to tip the scales in your favor here because mm -hmm. the enemies kept them tipped the other way in captivity and fear. And you can do a work and, and start cleaning that, but it doesn't mean you've got to wait 30 years or 20 Amen. years before you do anything. Let's tip the scales in your favor. Now let's teach you, let's disciple you. Let's, you know, get you, you know, Amen. picking up your sword and standing your ground and having victory. You know, I, you know, I started in, in, um, back in the day, it was like doing 12 step groups. So I was in a church they'd celebrate recovery and, and all these, like, you know, it was kind of a spiritual hospital and it was great. That was kind of all that they knew at the time. Mm -hmm. And it gave me a place to serve in that capacity because I love doing this, you know. And, um, but I started hearing people make statements like, oh, I've been in this for 36 years, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and oh. here I am, 28, 30 years old, going, 
seriously where is the victory in that like i i can see myself doing this for like three maybe five years and i'm not belaboring i think they're great there's a place and they're you know um i i've written curriculum and stuff and i think they can they have a, a place yes but i also believe in that tipping the scale because that's about identity in christ and when you can learn that then you start getting anchored in who you are and you're like god it's like david like i'm seeing this huge giant before me right and but i'm gonna believe what you tell me i am and i'm gonna go slay the giant right and we can turn away from our fear and so number one thing working with coach kick your fear to the curb you got to deal with that Yep. Because fear is going to keep you from entering in. It's going to be a fear, fear of God, fear of people, fear of whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the number one, I believe, it's in Satan's number one tool is fear. Agreed. And yeah. and then I think death is next. And so yeah. there's, you know, there's, and, and fear is sort of, let me just kind of give you the real quick breakdown yeah. of this. There's light at very young, yeah. lying spirits, rejection come in. It's typically generational. Then comes fear. Mm-hmm. We start having negative emotions. We sort of wear that as a bib. It's like a, it's, it's like the old story of Scarlet A. You know, we yeah. wear this negative emotions on our our chest, and it marks us. And everywhere we go, instead of having the 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 light of God go out as a beacon before us and whacking people with and changing atmospheres, everybody sees us and they're like, "Oh, here she comes. Let's get her." you know, because you're marked, you know, and it just keeps the cycle of repetition of dysfunction and abuse, no matter what kind in your life. So you wear this bib and then what ends up happening is then you start feeling so bad about yourself. You've got to have some sort of release valve. So Satan Mm -hmm. goes, cue lust, lust of the flesh. Come on, get in here. And he brings in lust and you start drinking eating, gambling, sex, pornography, whatever it is, because, you know, he's like, I'm going to make her feel better temporarily, Mm. but just increase the bondage. It's all a lie. Mm. It's a scheme of the enemy just to bind you up even more. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel really crummy about who you are all the while. Now, remember, you've got a design that Lord has created in you. And all the while that's getting buried deeper in. And you're thinking, I'm so mired in this pit. Mm -hmm. I'll never be good. I'm never going to be any good to God. So then what happens is you get, you stay in the addiction for long enough. You're going to get some type of infirmity, a disease or sickness. You know, if you're drinking yourself, your kidneys or your liver rather shuts down, you know, the body physically starts breaking down. If it's pornography, um, depending on what you're doing, it could be STDs or it could just simply be, um, because sinning against yourself is so tormenting. There's Mm -hmm. so much shame with it. And so men, but women too, but particularly men, they just think, and then they start going, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. That's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah, there is. (laughs) You're just in total denial, you know? And okay. So then lust, um, then infirmity, and then ultimately, Mm, drum roll death 
because, and that's how we live our lives. That's the progression. So we have lying spirits and rejection, fear, lust, infirmity, then death. That's how it works. And when people can understand that and that fear is kind of smack dab in the middle, but it starts with those generational things of lying spirit and rejection. What is rejection? It's a spirit of heaviness. Mm-hmm. and it weighs upon you it feels like it you've does. got a hundred pound weight on your yep. on your soul you know it does. so anyway that i think is the important thing and that getting rid of the fear which ultimately also means stop believing the lies mm-hmm. so you're entering in the spirit of truth or the holy spirit and then also dealing with the the heaviness the oppression of your shame and stuff like that when that lifts off it's like Oh, I can breathe for the first time. It is freedom. That's your taste and see right there. Yes, it is. And you were saying coaches help and you help, especially pull that design out of you and almost a shortcut. I mean, like God loves the process. He's in the process, but there's a short, I I don't know. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. God's like, let me accelerate. Let me give back with the years. The canker worm is stolen. I feel like coaching totally closes the gap sometimes between that. But how you said the design being pulled out, there's nothing like that, especially when you call it the golden mirror, you pray, pray a prayer itself, having someone coach come alongside just to pray the powerful prayers you pray, knowing your um, authority in heaven, knowing who you are in Christ. And just those prayers, I'm like, man, life will be changed soon, like super soon. Diane just prayed for me. It's about to come down. It's about to go down. <laughs> there is something so blessed and powerful about that. But just yeah. the design being pulled out. Why not? That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So that was well, really cool. the, you know, God uses people to use our bodies to do that work. So, I mean, that's the Holy spirit flowing through me. So it's not yes. about me. It's a, it's ultimately yes. about what God is doing through me. And you understand that as a coach, you know, so it's, but, but, you know, people go, Oh, when you do what you do. And I'm like, do you, <laughs> you have no idea what I've walked through, but, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's a, there's a blessing with it. And, yeah. and I think that have celebrating people's victories, seeing the breakthrough, the aha moments and, um, you know, just people being able to like pick up their sword and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. that is the most, that's the, that's why I do this. That's why I do it. It's yes. beautiful. I know. And a couple of things too, before I ask about, oh, I'm going to tell you, tell you first, then I want to share just a testimony of coaching with you. There's so many, but I only have one coming to mind. There's too many. It would take up the time, but, um, my question is going to be like, someone's sitting in victim mentality right now. Right. And then I'm going to, I want to share a win first. Someone's sitting in victim mentality. And I just, I was deceived. Maybe I didn't know I was poor me self-pity, but victim is just such a coaxing, luring, grooming, nasty spirit. And you're like a victim to everything. And you can't feel like you can break out. And, you know, my, my thing will be like, would you mind walking us through like maybe a trading or whatever you feel like a prayer, but if someone's sitting in victim, how do they get free? Um, obviously it's a process, but how would they maybe start getting free with that? But before we do that, um, I was, when I started with you, I was like, oh man, I don't know. I think a mess, but whatever. I think I was like, I I know breakthrough. I understand breakthrough. I know, I know, but I I get it. But you, oh, not only did you help me understand like trauma latches to the soul, there's open doors. It's the seat, you know, the emotions, just understanding, but, and then taking me in the spirit, another level, the river of life itself, life-changing. 
Okay. Diane took me to the river of life. I get to go there now. That's my realm. I, you know, God has that realm for me, but I get to go and cultivate it. And it's on me to do the work in a good way. But I, you were like, well, what do you, and that goals, it was just, I remember this conversation. I was like, well, I'd like to write a book. Possibly I'd like to do a podcast I'd, or something. Right. And I just look back at the fruit within like weeks, months, and then just looking back the fruit. And I really feel like partnering with God for, with you and partnering with you and with God for my breakthrough. I, I feel like you've helped me accelerate that. And then some, but knowing, mm-hmm. like, I remember months later, you're like, I go, well, I have a, a podcast, uh, like a, a book or a e, like an ebook on Kindle and then a booklet. And then I I'm starting a podcast and then coaching. And you were just, I was like, what? That's fruit, baby. That's fruit. And not to mention just the clapping and the just cheering me on. And just, it feels so good to be. Yeah. You know, my, proverbial uh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> fireworks or whatever you have, yes. but I just have fruit right there. I was just like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Just a picture of what coaching can do. Right. And I didn't jump on here to sell coaching. I didn't jump on here to, I would love to, I'm promoting you. I mean, I know your schedule's like soups booked, but I maybe though, just in case there's a DID, they don't understand that that much. Maybe do you want to have a glimpse into how um, a little bit of taste and see. And if someone is feeling like fragmented, the simple English version, fourth grade level. Okay. I'll do my Please. best. So basically when trauma occurs, um, it, it really, it can happen in one time, but typically when there's chronic or repeated trauma, then what'll happen is there will be a shattering that does fragments, shards, um, if it's really, it, 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 there's always a spectrum of what trauma is and how it affects us. And each one of us in our own design is going to, we're going to react differently. You know, like if two people have the same type of trauma, they're going to react differently because of their design, you know? Um, however, um, you know, so when, when somebody goes through trauma, um, there's a dissociative mechanism because God has created our souls to be able to break, to be able to keep us as the core alive. Yeah. So yeah. we have wow. um, parts that break off of us. And over a while, we start having an awareness that there's many voices inside. Now, yeah. A lot of churches make the bad mistake of thinking that's demons when it's not, it's still part of you Mm -hmm. and you cannot cast out soul parts because they're not demons. Now, having said that soul parts can have a demon attached to them that will be cult loyal. So it's what Paul was talking about. Like the, the, the flesh goes against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. There's like a house divided against itself kind of thing is what happens. And, and that's part of one of those other schemes of the enemy is that he attacks our body first. So we're, we're three part being body, soul, and spirit. Our body takes is our first line of defense and we get traumatized. We get beat, we get whatever, you know, accidents, you know, things happen to our body and it creates trauma and what, it, and then our mind, our, our mind, our will, and our emotions, all of the, the imagination, all those soul realm mm-hmm. things. And then we also have a spirit. Well, but the big, where the trauma typically occurs, it can happen into the spirit as well. Cause your spirit can be shattered according to scriptures and things. Yep. Um, you can have captivity on your spirit, you know, the, the portions of your spirit that that's yep. another conversation, yep. but what, what happens is there's a divide between the body and the soul. And, um, 
the idea is to keep the body divided because of that house divided against itself, you know, shall not stand, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, so when that is occurring functionally or practically, biologically speaking, is that trauma has been hurt. Let's say, um, you know, dad is roughing you up Mm-hmm. And he's twisting your arm and you like, my arm is going to break. And so the mind will go, whoop, which is part of the soul will, will create a little shard to take that pain. And you may have a part in you that is the one that pops up to the surface mm-hmm. to take the abuse every single time you could have one, you can have a lot. <laughs> I don't think there is a, a number that it's an, it's probably unlimited given if it were extreme, like satanic ritual abuse, you yes. know, things like that are, you know, really extreme. Yes. Um, so, um, <coughs> but the idea is that there's that shatteredness. And so what coaching can do is, is each one of those parts has its own sort of realm of the mind. Mm-hmm. And people go, what does that mean? Well, that means that there's a memory attached to that. You may not consciously know it because you are the presenter yeah. and you may not consciously remember it, but what we can do is go in to have the Holy spirit, take us back in time on your timeline and look at that traumatic event. Um, sometimes you get access to that traumatic event, maybe through a feeling you're like, every time I do this thing, I get really triggered. I have no idea. Maybe Mm. it's a dream. You have a dream that you go. Okay. And so I go, let's go enter back into that dream and use that as the gateway to that traumatic event, because there was a part that got seen in that dream, or you have a hard memory that comes up and you're like, I remember when this happened, it's kind of blurry. I said, okay, we're going to go back into that realm and we're going to go take a look at what else was happening there, you know? And, and so that's how you, and so you bring healing to that experience and you either, you you can integrate that little part, you know, grow them up and you minister to them, get them bread of life and living water and you bring healing. And over time, it's like a base that's broken and you're putting all the pieces back together, you know? And it's still functional because the Lord is, is healing that, you know? So he wants, so think of it this way. What's the function of a vase to receive water. And then what do you do with a vase that's full of water? You pour it out, out. right? If you are shattered, what pouring out are you doing? You're, you can't even receive and you're leaking like a sieve, right? So the idea of integration and inner healing and all of that is that you can receive and hold it Mm -hmm. and then pour it out to others. It's good. Right. So that is a a picture idea of what that process looks like, because I hope that helps. It helps so much, Diane, and I appreciate you and I want to honor your time. So we'll close here, but I want other people to know, like, you're not crazy. You're not mental. You're not insane. You're like, if there's voices, if there's parts there, they're real. And it's about time. Like you said, in the beginning to normalize, I say normalize spiritual breakthrough, but normalize the healing, normalize there's dissociative identity. And I don't know a lot about it, but I've walked through, you walk me through many memories and many parts and you just feel more whole as a person. You feel more like, I don't know, you gain life back. So if you're sitting there, you know, look up Diane, if you're sitting there and you're one you're like, dude, this is so me. I need her. Look her up. And it's arc and I'll put it on the um thing too, but it's arc, uh, star, 
star ministry mm -hmm. ministries yep ministries. Arc star ministries yep so it's arcstar arcstar dot org yes arcstar.org or you can just google diane poor or -E that or e yeah and yep, find stuff yep a two n's yep yep P-O-O-R-E. But mm -hmm. yeah, so I want you to do that because I mean, I know there's some listeners that are going to be like, I need to work with Diane. And yes, you do. And that's one of the main reasons. But like, do we have time to do the victim trade or should we just close? Well, I one thing I would like to yes, say please. is um, if, you know, they go to my website and they yes. find that I don't have availability, just email oh, yes. me, use the contact us. And then I can see what right. I don't publish all of my availability because I have to leave. Right flex time right. for follow-ups and stuff. Right. So anyway, so yeah, please don't be discouraged by not availability. Yeah. It happens to me too. Just yep. email and get in because there's going to be somebody, if not somebody's that need this. And I just am so grateful, especially for you coaches and for you that know, um, just the deeper, the deeper works and aren't afraid of them, not afraid of getting, we get ground back from the enemy. So someone's a victim and you're like, you know, and this isn't, this can be a quick prayer. This doesn't have to be, I just want to honor your time. But they're sitting in victim and they're like, I can't get out. This is impossible. Nothing good ever happens, blah, blah, blah. One of the most powerful things you taught me is about trading. If you if you think we have enough foundation for that trading, great. If not, maybe it just can be prayer to break off victim mindset. Well, maybe um, from your perspective, maybe. Um, what, what aspect of trading are you looking like what stood out to you, I guess I'm saying, like, as far as like bringing freedom to understand like the basics of trading, like where, where would you like to start with that? Cause I could talk for hours. But <laughs> I know, I know, which is why I'm like, how do we do a nugget? Okay. When you shared with me about trading, like my, the dishonor that happened or the dishonor or just like anger, hatred. And um, the most powerful thing was being able to have something to hold on to in the moment that I get to make a different choice and I actually have something to make a choice of before victim powerless to my emotions power. Like I'm not a powerful person, all that. Um, even working through things and healing things out and walking through inner healing, there would still be things that happen or trigger. And I'd be just like, yeah, and it'd be spiral down. So say I get dishonored, but especially like victim mindset comes on again, or I feel like I'm a victim. Just being able to be like, Lord, I don't want this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I want to break up with this. I don't even know if that's part of trading, but I just, what, what stood out to me when you shared that is I have a tool or something and I don't make it, you know, religious and all that, but I have a tool that I get to be like, here's my stuff. Take yeah. it. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me kind of zoom yep. out a little bit on that thought and kind of give you a little bit of context for the listeners. So, um, in my opinion, I, I fully believe that the things that we struggle with, like, like you mentioned dishonor. Yes. Um, when, so when we are working on anchoring in our identity, one, one of the very first things that you'll learn is heaven is a culture of honor. And I'm going to just pick on that dishonor versus honor yeah. thing and use that yeah. as a trading thing <clears throat> because um, heaven is a culture of honor. So you're not going to be like, you know, and I'm making the assumption that, you, that your listeners understand that when I am praying with somebody, I am literally taking them into the third heaven. Yeah. We're going in through the revelation for one door and we are experiencing 
God's breast, we can go before the throne of grace right yes. before him, or we can go to the river of life or the courts, you know, wherever we need to go to do stuff, to get help. Um, not to say that we can't just pray together and, but our spirit, because we're a dual citizenship, you know, being, that means our spirits are seated there anyway. So yes. what we're doing is we're pulling down those resources and things into us so that we can legislate or uphold whatever is happening there on earth so on earth as it is in heaven kind of thing all right so so that's an honorable system and so when we're working in the natural here with people there's a lot of times that people are going to dishonor you and so i had to learn very early on is that the things that are not only good like like, for example, the Lord says, my peace, my heal in the scripture, he says, my peace, I give to you, my peace, I leave with you, right? Mm -hmm. And when you start thinking about that, you go, how do you leave somebody peace? Mm -hmm. And he gives somebody peace. Like, I could go up and hug somebody and bring them into my peaceful, like little, you know, personal space here. Yeah. However, how do I leave that with them? And I started really thinking about what that looks like. And it's because there's a sentience to peace. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a, a spirit. Yeah. It's a palpable thing. You can put it on like a warm blanket or a nice jacket, you know, and you can choose to put it on you, put on the, put on the full armor of God, yeah. you know, I'm choosing to put that on. Okay. So that's a palpable, almost physical it's a, and you, you will have a visceral response, you know, when you're putting those, when you're choosing to do those things. And the more that you tune into that, the more visceral those experiences become. It's like, yeah. when I draw my sword, I'm like, I literally feel the weight in my hand, you know, like there's, I know yeah. what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of, it's like, I am always living out of that third heaven existence now more. So that's more real to me than this sort of holographic <laughs> world. <laughs> but anyway, so trading. So like, so if you get dishonored, what is it like? Is it like mud in your face? Is it a pie thrown in your face? Is it cutting your hands off? Is it binding your feet? Like what is the palpable or the physical aspect of it how are you experiencing it because remember the enemy is going to hit you at your design mm -hmm. and so yeah. whether it's fear or whether you know like you think of fear okay where are you feeling it oh i feel it in my belly oh you yeah. know or, oh i feel it in my oh it's weighing on my chest heart, like take heart, it like, off yes. you know yeah. and and so okay so now we step into trading so you you go into the river of life let's say you and i go into the river of life and i'm like miranda I'm really dealing with, um, I'll say just use fear or we'll use this dishonor thing again. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Rand, I really am just struggling with this dishonor. Somebody dishonored me and I just feel like, you know, I'm carrying an anvil around right now yeah. and I need to like get load, offload this. And so you're like, okay, let's trade it. So we bring Jesus to the river of life. And I say, Jesus, I cannot do this in my own power. I cannot lift this anvil that weighs 500 pounds anymore. Mm -hmm. I've got to offload this to you because it's not mine to bear. You've mm -hmm. already done the work at the cross. 
I, re I, re I repent for agreeing and receiving this, you know, yes. my part. What, sometimes it's sin that's done to us. Yes. yes. And then we let it fruit because we allowed yes. it. The yes. sin done to us isn't our fault. That's somebody else's Good. sin done yeah. against you. You know, get that straight. But, but, but other times we enact our choice or our will to sin or rebel yep. or whatever it is and so now we've got the fruit of that the evil fruit yeah. mm -hmm. and so i'm like oh i'm lugging around this thing and i like my hands are occupied so i i can't do anything in my life yeah. because i'm occupied mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i realize i gotta get rid of this thing before i'm open to receive anything mm -hmm. so yeah. i go in into the river with you and, and you're yeah. like okay diane just drop it at jesus's feet and i'm like uh, I think my elbows are locked and I come up with a million different excuses of why I want to hold on. And I start shaking. Mm -hmm. And then finally I go, oh, okay, Lord Jesus, here it is. And I release it. So I trade the anvil of dishonor mm -hmm. and I say, Lord, redress me in honor. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trading mm -hmm. and now I'm given something to take its place because when it's it's like the scripture that talks about when you do deliverance you've got to you clean out the house you sweep yeah. it out but then you got to fill it back up yes. so you're asking for because you don't want to keep that open vacancy in your life you um, want to fill it with the abundance yeah. of god whether that's the fruit of the spirit or whatever so i just say whatever the opposite is i i, I will tell my client i'll say 180 degree difference. What do you want in the place of this? Mm -hmm. And immediately the Holy Spirit will, oh, I want peace or I want joy. I want joy. Okay. Then ask for the, the oil of joy and gladness to be poured over you. And I pray that I anoint them. We fill them up, you know, all yeah. of that so that there is a trading. And, and so when we understand the concept of trading, it's like, you got to release something Yep. to make room for something, yes. but trading also Satan, you know, that was one of the first things when he was thrown from heaven. Um, mm -hmm. He, what did he do? He was going about trading, walking to and fro on the earth. And he was developing, think merchants, like he yes. was developing trade with beings and the yep. earth and yep. he was compromising things already. So mm -hmm. he, he puts us on a sort of a stock market or a trading platform or floor yeah. hmm. and he wants to trade. So previous ancestors and things will do rituals. They'll take vows and stuff to leverage, leverage future generational blessings. Yes. And we've got to, we've got to stop that. So that's why it's important to learn about what trading is. Yes. Um, and then I'm sure there's a million video, like just, just Google trading floors, you know, have, and yeah. learn about or, or get a coach and have them teach you right. what trading means. But that gives you kind of a simple picture of what trading is and how you can just say, Lord, I, you know, cause the, the, the gift of salvation was simply a trade. We yes. give, wow. you know, death for life. That's it. It's Lord. We received it. Yes. Free. So it's the same thing. Benefits, <clears throat> Dan Duvall, and you talk about the benefits, the inheritances of the bride and our inheritances that changed my life to listening to him and, and coaching with you has changed my life. Oh, I have a sword. Oh, I have a throat. But before we go on and on, <laughs> because it's so fun, this has been, I talk about taste and see, like, 
Um, I, I pray, I, I don't know. I, I just want to release a, just a blessing over you, Diane. I just want to thank you for this time. I know we could go like hours I <laughs> because I felt like the cups are just being like, the Lord is so good that way, but also there's so much substance to it. So no matter what the person listening will never be the same if they choose, Yay. but when you, I know. And is there anything else like before because I don't know how to close something off like this this is too good no it's so like uh, (laughs) and and done no I want to like just bless you honor you thank you for your time for sure is there anything else on your heart um I can pray and just bless your listener if you are okay with that I would love it so much okay so we can end with that so father god I praise you and I lift you high and exalt you above all names you jesus you are the king of kings and the lord of lords and holy spirit we honor you i ask for you to go before our words of this podcast to be like fire to bring the fire of your truth your presence and your glory to everybody within the sound of my voice father i bless these ministries i bless you that we would bring glory to you lord i ask for salvation i ask for healing and lord i loose the sword of the spirit over everyone who hears these things that they would be cut off and freed from shackles from cages from ropes anything that would keep them in a form of spiritual bondage. Lord, I ask for your Holy Spirit to have a mighty encounter with each of them that they would taste and see, that they would see the truth and the truth would set them free, Father. I ask for that to be a fiery encounter that just knocks their socks off. So Lord, I praise you. I thank you for um, what you have done here today. I pray for everybody's healing journeys and ongoing that there is much fruit that comes out of not only just this conversation, but the work that they choose to do as a choice of their will. Bring them peace, Lord. I ask for help and peace. I ask for provision. I ask for abundance in their life. And Lord, Lord, I speak um, death over any death in somebody's life that would keep them away from you that they would try to that that death would just try to trip them up or keep them outside of not being able to enter in entering into relationships or entering into your presence lord so father i apply the peace and release that i apply the anointing oil and a balm of gilead father over people's lives body soul and spirit i apply the blood of jesus over each one of you listening from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet and i break legal right in your life for the enemy to hold you to keep you in silence and to steal from you your destiny is important, and I bless you in the name of Jesus. May he shine his face upon you and bring you peace. So, Father, I love you, and I thank you. We just end on this note. Lord, thank you for the time that it is fiery, and it is alive, because you are alive, and you embody all of these words. So we thank you that you are with us, and you hold us in your safety. Lord, I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.